Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So John Gottman was someone who studied relationships, especially marriages, and he was able to tell by uh, studying how people engage in their relationship if they were going to last. And he had a like a 97% or something ridiculous um, percent uh, rate of predicting um, the expiration of a relationship, predicting a divorce. And so... He talks about the four horsemen, and this is my greatest takeaway from him, um, and I think this is uh, super important because I think that we all do this to a certain extent. This is probably the, one of the fastest ways to um, destroy a relationship. So I want to go over them. Ask yourself if you do them. Ask yourself if your partner does them, and it, it doesn't mean that your relationship is doomed if <laughs> these these things exist in your relationship. It's about detecting them. It's about being aware of them and trying to uh, change these patterns. Now, to a certain extent, uh, we all have done these things, right? It's not. Um, it's. It doesn't mean that your relationship is doomed or crippled. Um, but it's the pattern. It's the pattern of con- continually doing these things that will, you know, like a virus will start eating at your relationship until your entire house of cards comes crumbling down. So these things create cracks in your relationship. So let's go over them. The first one is criticism. This is uh, uh, verbally attacking personality or character. And, it, you know, we it's okay to... Uh, to um, give constructive criticism, right? Like if you are asking your partner to um, maybe read your book or, you know, give you some criticism on, I mean, even if it's like, you know, what do you think of this outfit? I think there's a way to uh, criticize constructively. And I don't even know if it's technically criticism, but you're giving your opinion. And I think that's totally healthy, right? And the way that you do it is, you know, pulling from kindness, right? Um, someone, your partner comes to you with a haircut. What do you think of my hair? I think it's okay to be honest and, and, and give him or her your opinion. Um, but do it in a kind way. You know, uh, I, I once, um, I once dated someone and, uh, um, so (laughs) by the way, you know, these audio, these audio courses I do are very casual. And I, so also I share a lot of my story, just FYI. And if you haven't noticed already, um, I, got a haircut and I remember I didn't I did the sides were too short I didn't like it and uh I texted her a picture of it and um this is someone that I was just briefly dating and I remember she texted back oh my god I would fire your hairdresser and <laughs> so I don't know if that is a constructive criticism um and, and of course, that was tied to something because we were actually visiting her family for the first time, and I'm sure she was stressed out and, and, and whatever, right? But still, um, that is that made me that hurt my feelings, you know, and then it made me angry. And so we talked about it. And so even something as simple as that, right? Just a haircut. If you uh, don't approach it with kindness, and and uh, if it's not constructive, but it's just criticism, 
right? It's, it's it's so damaging. And that was just a really simple example. And that was just a haircut. That's the first thing that came to my mind. But you know, imagine like the bigger things, right? Imagine when um, you you have, you know, there's things that are really important to you and you're in, and, and uh, your partner is constantly criticizing you, right? So like over time, you know, the way that you eat, the way that you, um, the way that you just live your life, like little things, big things, and this kind of criticism slowly turns into nagging. A lot of people criticize because of control. They think that life should be a certain way, right? They have a certain blueprint that they follow, and it could be, uh, I mean, a million things, right? From from the way someone drives to the, the way that, you know, someone makes their bed to the way they raise children, like big things, small things. And if you're doing life with someone, there has to be compromise, right? So if if your partner is not doing things the way that you think things should be done because of the way that you've been raised or because of what you're used to and you start to criticize and that becomes a pattern that's going to start – well, A, it's going to be fucking annoying, but that's going to start cracking the relationship, right? So – Criticism is huge. Be aware of it. Are you being criticized? And if you are, you have to uh, address it. Um, or are you the one that's criticizing? And if you are, you have to stop that shit. You know, um, there's a difference between giving someone uh, their, uh, your opinion because they asked for it, or constantly telling them what they're doing wrong, um, attacking their personality or character. Right. So criticism is one of the things if constantly played out in a relationship that can slowly um, deconstruct a relationship so the way to um, stop criticizing <laughs> is to of course be aware of it um, I, I, I like this idea of coming back to you so using I statements a lot of criticism comes from someone telling the other person um, you know how they should do something or what they are doing wrong or, you know, evaluating them, reviewing them. When you bring it back to you, um, it lessens that. So, you know, like this is the way that I would do it, right? Or I feel this way. You know, when you start putting eyes into your senses, um, there's a lot less criticizing because you're uh, bringing it back to you. So that's kind of a tip if you feel that you are criticizing uh, instead of saying, you need to do this, you should do this, this is what's wrong with you, bring it back to you, you know. You can say that I feel this way, or you could say that in my opinion, um, I would have done this or I would have done that. And that's just more of a, a gentle way to, to stop criticizing. Okay, the next one is contempt. Uh, this is attacking sense of self with an intent or uh, attacking sense of of self with an intent to insult or abuse. This one's huge. I think this is one of the most damaging. Um, this is character assassination, right? This is when you call someone an idiot or a dumb shit or stupid or, you know, um, attacking their character. And I'll tell you what, that stuff, um, people don't forget that. They, they, uh, they don't, they may forgive you, but they remember, you know, um, I remember back in the day, this is when I was in my 20s, um, because my brother and I used to talk to each other this way when I um, was in, uh, it's like my second girlfriend or something. Um, I brought out a, a plate of pears or some fruit, 
and um, she ate. I went to the restroom or something, and I think she ate half the plate or something, right? And it wasn't a big deal. And then when I came back, I was totally joking, but I called her a pig, or I called her a name. I called her something. I insulted her, and I remember the like the look on her face, right? And she didn't at the time because we were young kids. She didn't have the uh, courage to express how much that hurt. Um, but I remember the look, in, look on her face, and I was totally joking. But even when you're joking, you know, it's so damaging. So, and and there are people um, in relationships who are not joking, and who have a pattern of um, calling people, you know, a dumbass or you're stupid or you're an idiot and all of that. And I, I mean, I can't imagine the damage that does. So, any kind of a character assassination, and also with contempt um, comes. Um, like a sense of like you're better than the other person, right? Putting the other person down because you feel that you are better, uh, putting yourself on a higher shelf, that um, is completely destructive. I think it's abusive. I think character assassination is straight up abusive. Uh, so if there's a character assassination happening in your relationship, whether you are assassinating your partner's character, um, and you may not even be aware of it, you know, a lot of people grow up with this kind of language or talk to this way, um, maybe your parents, I have, I've had friends who, whose parents have called them an idiot and dumbass and, you know, piece of shit and all that. When you grow up in that environment, that just kind of becomes a standard language. And of course, without being uh, aware, you end up calling other people those names, assassinating other people's characters. Um, and, and that habit needs to stop, especially in your intimate relationship. I mean, in all relationships, but especially in, in your intimate. So this is, um, the second horseman, <laughs> the horseman of the apocalypse, right? This is this is a red flag, a sign that your relationship can be doomed if things don't change. So no contempt, no character assassination. To me, that is uh, actually abuse. It's uh, a giant red flag. Um, the opposite of this is to actually remind yourself, um, if you are assassinating your, your partner's character, um, of your of your of your partner's positive qualities and finding gratitude in positive actions. Now this is huge, right? This is going to be the water that puts out the fire of assassinating someone's character. Is to actually see the flip side. You know, instead of seeing what's wrong with them and 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 attacking <laughs> those parts of them, the work is to actually see what's right with them. You know, what 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 do they have? What qualities are you grateful for um, that didn't exist maybe in a previous relationship? You know, um, what do you appreciate? What do you love about uh, the way that your partner is? Maybe it's like her energy. Maybe it's you know the way they handle conflict. Um, maybe it's the way they see the world. But whatever feed grows, whatever feed grow, whatever you feed grows, and instead of putting a black light on everything that is wrong with your partner, you sh you have to. <laughs> I was going to say you should, but you have to. You really do have to, I'm telling you. Because our default and and I'm I'm, you know, I'm also um not some I'm someone that's not perfect and I struggle with this. Our default is to see what's wrong, right? Our default is to to see what could be better. And and I understand that could be coming from a loving place, but um if you keep feeding that and that grows, you're going to never be appreciative um, and grateful for all the amazing qualities your partner has, right? So you got to start feeding what is amazing about your partner. You know, what do you appreciate about him or her? And that will cause you to, to 
assassinate your your partner's character a lot less. Okay, third one is defensiveness. Now we are all guilty of this. Um, and and listen, I'm sure that you're going to be defensive once in a while. That's just being human. But if you are constantly defensive, if that's your knee jerk, if if and defensiveness is you know victimizing yourself um, to ward off a perceived attack and reverse the blame, right? It's basically I'm not at fault. You're the one, you know. Um, it's putting it's holding up a shield. It's um, it's in a way it's it's just by not taking ownership, you're actually attacking. Right, so when someone is defensive, they're never taking ownership. And if you don't take ownership, there's no growth. There's no, you know, we're 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 growing together. Instead, it's basically just a lots of lots of blaming. People who are always defensive uh, have little friends. <laughs> don't have any friends. Uh, um, have little friends. Like they're not they're not tall. They're tiny. No. Um, people who are always defensive create their own island, right? No one wants to be with someone who's always defending. And, you know, this comes from insecurity. This comes from proving something. This comes from ego. This comes from all the things that um, don't promote your growth but instead stunt it. So being defensive once in a while is fair because we are human. But if you are constantly defensive or your partner is constantly defensive, there is no room for ownership and there's no room for growth. So defensiveness is another thing that um, acts as a crowbar to separate couples instead of uh, producing glue and bringing them together. So the opposite of defensiveness is to actually take responsibility. So accept your partner's perspective, right? We all have a perspective. Um, and offer an apology for any wrongdoing. Uh, and, and by the way, speaking of apologizing, just fucking say you're sorry. So many people apologize half-ass but never really apologize, you know. If you're going to apologize, and really apologize. So if you find yourself being defensive all the time, take responsibility by acknowledging and accepting your partner's opinion, perspective, whatever, and, you know, allow your partner to be heard. Um, that is what connects people. And, and and also vice versa, you know, that's what you're also going to want, you know, demand that. Because if you don't feel heard in your relationship, you're going to start to disconnect. And you're going to look for someone else who does hear you, right? So um, if your partner's being very defensive, make sure that... Uh, you have a conversation, and again, you're not blaming, but you can bring it back to you, and you can say, I feel like, you know, every time we have a conflict, you're very defensive, and uh, I would love for you to kind of um, explore and look at and accept my perspective or my opinion or what I have to say, you know. I also believe in um, setting the example. So instead of, because a lot of people uh, in, in relationships point fingers, um, if you want your partner to do something, you go first. And most people don't do this because no one wants to go first, right? And I get that. It's the harder thing to do. Um, it's the higher road to take. Go first. If, you're, if your partner's offensive and you know you are sometimes too, then you stop first. Take responsibility. Accept your partner's opinions, perspectives, takes, whatever. Um, and it's okay to agree to disagree, right? That's totally okay. Uh, and also, when you do something wrong, 
apologize, take ownership, you know? And it's not just about apologizing. It's also taking ownership means putting action behind your words. A lot of people can say they're sorry forever, but if they never change their behavior, then, you know, what's the point? All right. And the final thing, the final of the four horsemen is stonewalling. And this, man, this this actually happens a lot with men. Um, and sometimes this is a cultural thing. Men who are not used to expressing feelings, uh, men who avoid conflict, um, but also women too. But I just, I've noticed that over the years in coaching thousands with their relationships, I find that a lot in men, men stonewall, they don't want to deal with feelings. Um, and for me, stonewalling is a form of checking out of the relationship. It really is. So stonewalling means uh, withholding to avoid conflict uh, and convey disapproval, distance, and separation, right? It's when you just kind of look, stare blankly while the other person's trying to talk to you about something important. Um, you could you could feel it in, in one's body language. You just basically check out because you don't want to deal with this shit, right? Um, or you don't, you're too scared because <laughs> if you, if you don't, um, if you start to talk, it's going to go down a path of, uh, of just fighting and, and, you're just sick and tired of fighting, so you just stonewall, right? So you just kind of like become very neutral. And that's also not good either. You're not doing anyone a favor. You're just avoiding. So instead of stonewalling, um, maybe maybe taking a break and spending that time doing something soothing and distracting. like uh, uh, So you could prepare yourself to not stonewall, right? Because it's okay to say... I need a timeout, right? I want to come back to this. I mean, it's not okay to, to, to not come back, but if you're not ready to um, have a deep conversation or maybe you've had a hard day or you're exhausted and you just can't be present in this conversation, it's okay to convey that to your partner and say, listen, can we talk about this in an hour and then go do some self-care, take care of yourself and come back. Um, but it's not okay to not come back, right? <laughs> so... If you want to prevent stonewalling and it's really hard for you, um, then give yourself time to reset. Give yourself time um, to come back with more energy or more neutra- uh, to be more neutral or whatever you need. So then you could actually uh, not stonewall and face whatever you know whatever that needs to be talked about or um, whatever conflict is going on to actually face it. You know to to be in it to be engaged. So stonewalling is the final one, and that is, um, to me, that's basically basically checking out of the relationship. You know, that's like hanging up on someone. That's like um, uh, walking away during a fight, which I think that to me that's one of my biggest red flags, <laughs> and it pisses me off. Um, you could walk away with permission. You could walk away when you if you say that. Listen, I love you. I'm gonna step away. I'll come back. Let's talk about this. But you, if you just walk away and slam doors, um, to me that is checking out the relationship so these are things that can start to cripple your relationship uh they're huge things uh let me just go over them one more time four of them criticism contempt defensiveness and stonewalling these are things found by john gottman who uh researched relationship who spent his entire career researching relationships um he's done such amazing work and i studied him when i was uh, in therapy school and this is a huge huge part of a relationship because in our daily 
activities, our daily engagement, our daily conversations, this shit happens, right? We criticize, we assassinate people's character, we, we're defensive, and we stonewall. So if you're always doing this or your partner is always doing this, it's a giant red flag, and it means that the relationship is in trouble. So you want to have a conversation about this, right? And you, you don't want to go into it blaming or doing more of it. You want to go into it neutral, um, coming from a place of I care about the relationship and I want us to thrive and be happy and this is what I notice. Bring it back to you. This is what I do. This is how I want to fix it. You know, what are your thoughts about that, right? So stay away from the four um, horsemen of the apocalypse or your relationship is doomed. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordo, Lumia Coach Training. And it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.